Section eleven of the Seen and the Unseen by Richard Marsh. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sonia. Five. The Tipster. An Impossible Story. Three. Yes, what a pot it will be! The words were still ringing in Mr. Major's ears when, on the morrow, he went down by train to that suburban race course. He had not carried out Mr. Gill's advice to the bitter end. He had not stolen, but he had begged and borrowed. He had applied for help in as many quarters as he could manage in the limited time at his disposal. He had told some tall tales to get it, too. He had pledged his credit to the straining point. He had in his pockets a sum of money which for him was fabulous. If he lost it, he would be without a farthing in the world almost without the hope of one he was quite aware that he was mad that was the joke of it no one knew better than he that for a man who knew nothing of horses to go punting on the turf was an act of simple insanity nor did he suppose that the position was improved by the fact that he was about to back the fancies of an avowed humbug who he himself believed was at least half imbecile yet he never hesitated for a moment to carry out what he knew to be the folly in his brain the train was crowded by that fragrant crowd which travels to a london race-course even in the specials the conversation was horsey tips were freely offered mr major heard the chances of the animals whose names he had written on the back of an old envelope canvassed by persons who were without doubt much better judges of a horse than he he paid not the slightest heed all through the din of conversation mr gill's words were ringing in his ears what a pot it will be and wherever he looked he saw as in a waking dream a woman's face this young man was simply mad the most amazing nonsense was whirling in his head win a fortune he'd win her the two ideas were surging through his head in a sort of chime he loved the woman with a sort of honest pride he told himself how earnestly he loved her he'd make his pile and tell of his love and to make his pile he had begged and borrowed and lied all on the strength of an old fool's yarning would you like a tip sir for the first race sir i'll give you a certainty sir for a shilling i'd put it on myself if i had it sir so help me i would this was the greeting which he received as he alighted from the train from an individual who evidently thought that he was green when he reached the course he made straight for the ring and for a leviathan penciller whom strangely enough he knew by sight as well as by name no welcher for him what price ladybird for the blenheim plate he had never made a bet in his life before but he had a sort of dim idea that when you did bet that was the way to set about it lay you three to one put me on four hundred pounds over a hundred pounds of that four hundred were his own savings for he was beginning to keep his head above water in the artistic world but how he got the rest of it it was a sorry tale lay you seven to two sir interposed the lay you the odds gentleman close by i lay you seven to two observed the leviathan calmly what name sir mr blades give the gentleman his ticket the four hundred pounds were handed over mr major received in exchange a slip of pasteboard someone spoke to him as he turned away this time not a betting man 
someone who had apparently been looking on jacobs has done you over that bet of yours he has given you nothing like the proper odds anyone including himself would have given you five to one mr major said nothing not even to thank the speaker for the information he took up a position to view the race it was a fine day although it was probable that a crowd would come it had not come yet he had no difficulty in finding a favourable point of vantage from which to view the race on which he had staked more than all the money he had in the world to show what sort of sportsman this young man was one need only mention that he had not even purchased a card he did not know which was ladybird he was not acquainted with the colours she carried he did not know who her owner was nor her jockey as a plain statement of fact he did not know if she was running in the race at all he saw the start he saw the animals rush by he did not see but he knew that the race was over he heard the roar of voices he turned to a man beside him what's won some flowery outsider he turned to a friend what is it jim i don't know there was a short pause there's the number ladybird who does something something's ladybird mr major went down to mr jacobs in the ring that dignitary greeted him with a nod you were in the know mr major mr blades give mr major eighteen hundred pounds would you like to do anything on the next race mr major mr major counted over his eighteen hundred pounds taking out an old envelope from the inner pocket of his coat he quietly referred to something which was written on the back of it gents got it all written down jake observed a ribald and a rival penciller mr jacobs paid no heed to him what price king bruce for the windsor stakes inquired mr major lay you ten to three mister yelled one gentleman lay you eleven to three bawled another indeed there was quite a chorus of offers mr major was indifferent to all of them what price will you give me jacobs king bruce the leviathan regarded mr major with a curious glance well mr major i'll give you eleven to three put me on eighteen hundred pounds there was a slight pause of astonishment who is he mr major heard someone behind him ask another juggins the response was at least as audible as the inquiry had been there was a laugh even mr jacobs seemed amused eighteen hundred pounds eleven to three king bruce mr major give mr major his ticket mr blades look out jacobs shouted a voice the young gent means having you there was another laugh at this mr major serenely indifferent walked away with mr jacobs ticket in his pocket kiart sir cracked kiart sir someone thrust something beneath his nose then for the first time mr major became conscious that he was without that convenience especially for a novice a programme of the day he purchased a card he found that for the windsor stakes there were five runners king bruce's colours were light blue he picked them out when the horses were making ready for starting as the animals tore past it seemed to him that the one with the light blue jockey on his back was bringing up the rear it continued in the rear during the few moments in which the proceedings were in sight suddenly there arose a tumult of many voices boy he's won 
the race was over a man at his side who had been following it through a pair of glasses lowered them with a full-mouthed execration who's won king bruce mr major was conscious of a little fluttering in the region of his chest as though a pulse had all at once been set vibrating the people were rushing off in all directions for a moment he stood still he studied an old envelope which he took from his pocket then he started for the ring mr jacobs received him effusively you are in luck mr major you must have had some private information i shall hardly like to bet with you how much is it mr major mind you let me down easy the artist handed in his brief what do you make it mr blades eight thousand four hundred is that it mr major why i shouldn't have so much money in the world if it hadn't been that some other gentlemen have been paying me i tell you something in confidence you're the only gentleman i know who was on king bruce what are you going to do on the next race mr major back another winner what price sweet violet for the maiden plate mr jacobs paused he sucked the point of his pencil the usual chorus broke out on either side of him i lay you two to one sir mr jacobs spoke well mr major it's my business to lay against horses at the market odds i'll give you seven to three though i'm not quite sure that i am doing the proper thing you know how much the lot mr major held out to him the handful of banknotes which he had just received i don't know mr major if you think i've brought the bank of england out with me because i haven't so if i run a little short and you do seem as though you were going to bleed me perhaps you wouldn't mind taking my cheque you'll find it good enough i shall be delighted the bet was made sweet violet won easily was the general verdict though as to that mr major knew nothing he saw the number go up upon the telegraph and that was all he knew about it he received back his eight thousand four hundred pounds and an open cheque to boot the figures upon that cheque seemed to dance before his eyes but as he handed over that cheque mr jacobs mood seemed to be by no means effusive that's enough for me mr major for to-day i'm going to take two backing horses for a change whether mr jacobs meant what he said or not at any rate he declined to have anything more to do with mr major you're too clever for me he declared the artist had to seek a market elsewhere not that it took him long to find one offers to deal rained on him from every side deal with me i'm george foot mr major mr major knew the name through the sporting prince i'll cash mr jacobs cheque though mind you i shouldn't be surprised if it was a stumer this is the shop for cheques what's your fancy mr major what price devils own for the churchill handicap i'll give you seven to four and i'll go you for mr jacobs cheque why shouted the voice in the crowd just now you were giving six to one very well mr major you deal with that gentleman over there he'll lay you six to one in pennies seven to four is my price i want to go for more than the cheque the cheque's big enough for me what's the size of it nineteen thousand six hundred yes that's quite big enough for me another penciller addressed himself to mr major 
how much more do you want to do eight thousand five hundred i'll do it at george foot's price you know me i dare say tom granger of nottingham granger with an eye directly the artist had made his bet devil's own seemed to be in general demand mr major you here as mr major was thrusting mr granger's ticket into his pocket someone addressed him from behind turning there was miss davidson his heart seemed suddenly to cease to beat you was all that he could gasp she laughed i did not know that you were a racing man allow me to introduce you to sir gerald mason mr major was conscious that a resplendent middle-aged gentleman was acting as the lady's escort are you alone mr major explained stammeringly that he was half unconsciously he fell in by the lady's side the three threaded their way among the crowd they reached the drag i dare say we can find a place for you if it's only standing room presently mr major found himself with other ladies and gentlemen on top of a four in hand well have you won inquired miss davidson who seemed to have taken him under her wing yes there was a choking in the artist's throat nearly thirty thousand pounds what the artist found himself greeted with a general stare nearly thirty thousand pounds to-day yes all of it to-day sir gerald mason seemed to be particularly struck that's a tidy little trifle he observed another gentleman came clambering on to the roof i can't make it out there's something up just now they were laying anything against devil's own now they want three to one on i expect said mr major it's because of me because of you the newcomer stared oh i've just been backing him for nearly thirty thousand pounds the deuce you have he's sure to win is he indeed may i ask how you know it a person with whom i am acquainted gave me yesterday the names of all to-day's winners devil's own is one of them i have them here mr major took out an old soiled envelope there was something written in pencil on the back of it he held it out in front of him there was a universal smile the artist was aware of it i came out this morning with four hundred pounds i have backed three of the horses whose names are on this envelope i have already won nearly thirty thousand pounds i have placed it all upon devil's own devil's own will win all the horses whose names are on this envelope will win i am sure of it in his voice there was a ring of enthusiastic conviction his eyes met miss davidson's she smiled at him i hope they will for your sake thank you i knew you would he held out his hand to her she gave him hers blushing as she did so the other people on the drag glanced at one another when miss davidson withdrew her hand she turned to the course we shall soon know if your prediction is true they are starting they were starting though they did not start just then racehorses are not to be induced to start by clockwork but at last the flag was dropped the runners came flying down the course george exclaimed sir gerald mason it's a procession a horse had run off with the lead he not only kept it but increased it as he went the race was finished a walk over for devil's own 
remarked the gentleman who at last clambered on to the coach he turned to mr major i should like sir to know your friend how much have you won mr major the inquiry came from miss davidson mr major glanced at his couple of pasteboards i have eight thousand four hundred on with one man and nineteen thousand six hundred with another that's twenty eight thousand pounds at seven to four that's forty nine thousand pounds someone so far forgot good manners as to whistle it was the gentleman who had clambered on to the coach mr major's glance sought miss davidson's her eyes were gleaming all one i congratulate you really with all my heart his cheeks were flushed his eyes were gleaming too words seemed trembling on his tongue before he could utter them he was assailed with a question what's going to win the next it came in half a dozen voices he glanced at the back of the envelope estrella will win the visitor's plate estrella she'll never stay the course and she's nowhere in the betting as for being nowhere in the betting all the better for small punters like myself remarked the elderly sir gerald he descended to the ground the others seemed to be all talking together mr major and miss davidson for the moment were unnoticed what are you going to do you're not going to do any more betting i am i am going to put every penny upon estrella oh mr major miss davidson i know that i shall win you seem very confident but you know you cannot always have good fortune and you are playing for high stakes you must remember i am for the highest possible i am playing for the greatest prize in the world his earnestness seemed to abash her whatever it is i hope you will win it you mean it she turned away of course i do he hesitated he seemed about to speak then with a sudden impulse he too descended to the ground put on five pounds for me she said to him as he went down i'll back your luck he looked up at her his face peony red but he was speechless his entry into the ring was greeted with something like applause already he was famous in his mastering excitement he did not notice it hello mr major cried mr granger of nottingham don't you think you're knocking em are you going for the gloves do you want to break the lot of us we've all got wives and children and we don't want to see em in the workhouse what's the next article mr major what price estrella for the visitor's plate for a moment it seemed that there was no price then mr granger made a bid i'll do you at evens but not for a million you know i won't do you at any price said mr foote who seemed unhappy i'll say with mr jacobs mr major's too clever for me sir gerald mason was standing by the artist's side evens he exclaimed why estrella's quoted at forty to one oh that was before mr major was on mr major's hand in glove with the old gentleman he's got the key of the stable mr jacobs interposed look here mister i don't know who you are but you've got twenty eight thousand pounds of my money go you double or quits evens against estrella i'll come in with you jacobs cried an enterprising gentleman whose name was johnson that well-known patron of the fancy i'll do you the same price in any sum you choose mr major a million if you like 
i think i'm good for it mr major had to be content with the terms i haven't done very well for you miss davidson he explained when he returned to the drag i've only got evens it's a robbery declared the elderly sir gerald rank robbery rather too barefaced robbery for me thus mr wilmot which was the name of the gentleman who had clambered last on to the drag i don't think this time your friend has done you a good turn mr major from her form estrella hasn't a ghost of a chance personally i should say the odds against her were more than forty to one by jove exclaimed a ruddy-faced young gentleman with a pane of glass in his eye i hope she will win i've a monkey on her not to mention my five pounds laughed miss davidson your money is quite safe estrella will win i know it excuse me mr major said mr wilmot but your tone would almost suggest that you had been getting at somebody or something on a very extensive scale you seem cocksure i am cocksure they're off they were mr wilmot's glasses followed the race a capital start bad gowns leading canute second hullo the squire's coming estrella's nowhere the squire's in front what's that slipped through patience patience is coming come on patience the squire is racing her where's your estrella mr major she don't seem to be in this race patience is ahead bravo patience by george canute's coming he's in front he's running away from him just look how he's going it's all over canute for a million hullo how about your estrella mr major what's that what's that in blue and pink it's it's estrella dashed if she isn't coming on hang me if she isn't my eyes how she's travelling if there's time she'll overhaul the leader she has she's collared him she's racing him she's past him gosh she's won i've won over a hundred and fifty thousand pounds with one accord they turned to mr major he seemed in a sort of ecstasy he repeated the words i've won over a hundred and fifty thousand pounds i knew estrella would win mr wilmot looked a little white it's uncommonly queer he said it is queer i know it's queer but i knew she'd win miss davidson spoke i congratulate you mr major with all my heart i never knew anyone who won a hundred and fifty thousand pounds before and in a single day i shall win more before i've finished you are surely not going to tempt fortune again no not fortune the man who gave me the names of the horses which i have here was inspired it was given to him to see behind the veil i half suspected it at the time i see it clearly now it is not fortune i am tempting i am betting upon certainties i know that every horse he gave me is sure to win the people looked at one another they were apparently in doubt as to whether this young gentleman was altogether sane what has this very remarkable friend of yours given you for the cup ballet girl that sounds more promising ballet girl's my own fancy and the favourite but if you take my advice mr major you'll keep out of the ring let me deal for you if they know you're dealing it'll knock the market all to pieces you'll get no prize at all 
what does it matter what prize i get what does it matter if i have to give ten to one if i know the horse will win mr wilmot shrugged his shoulders of course if you know there's nothing further to be said mr major found the ring in a panic his entry was greeted with a roar of voices mr major you've about broke me yelled mr jacobs then came a volley of adjectives i can't make things out at all upon my soul i don't know that i didn't ought to appeal to the stewards someone shouted in the crowd pay up jake and look pleasant i'll pay up said mr jacobs but as for looking pleasant there came more adjectives what are you going to do in the hunt cup mr major the inquiry came from neither mr jacobs nor mr granger what price ballet girl it was odd after the previous tumult to notice the silence with which mr major's words were greeted the completer silence still which followed them no one made a prize you're surely not afraid of one man what all the lot of you dash me roared mr jacobs no man shall say that i'm afraid of him not if i have to go into the workhouse to-morrow i'll tell you what i'll do mr major i'll give you the chance to make the biggest bet that was ever made in england you've got over a hundred and fifty thousand pounds there and by most of it is mine if you like to put the lot of it on ballet girl at five to one on i'll take you five to one on shouted the crowd five to one on vociferated mr jacobs and that's an offer which i doubt if any other man upon this course will make you it was not a tempting offer but mr major took it you're a very foolish man sir said mr wilmot who was standing at his elbow why i know the horse will win you may know but i don't and you've spoiled the market for other men the start was a long time coming while they waited for it there was considerable excitement on the top of the drag mr major said miss davidson i do hope that mysterious friend of yours is right again it will be a dreadful thing if ballet girl should fail us we are all of us on her to a man and at such a price growled mr wilmot upon my word i am ashamed of myself when i think that i ever allowed myself to be induced to back any horse at such a figure mr major was standing by miss davidson his eyes which rested on her were eloquent with many things always good-looking just then he was even curiously handsome ballet girl will win i am sure of it then then i shall never bet again never never i don't think i ever bet before i never shall again your luck has been fabulous really quite incredible if i had been you i should have been content with what i'd won to risk it all seems seems dreadful why you would be prepared to bet that two and two make four a thousand times in succession but that is different not at all just as certainly as you know that two and two make four i know that ballet girl will win i shall have made my fortune i shall have only one thing left to win only one someone said they were getting ready to start all eyes were turned towards the course mr wilmot's glasses again came into play isn't that tragedy queen who won't stand still up go her heels now there's chappie joining her 
mr major under cover of the gathering excitement half whispered to miss davidson i shall have only one thing left to win i hope you will win it whatever it is she faced him mr major i do hope ballet girl will win i know she will they're off they were mr wilmot favoured them with a running commentary a good start what's that in the black and white hoops in front hullo chappie's making the pace tragedy queen seems to be funking it or is young blades holding her in ballet girl seems to be running third white will get himself shut in if he doesn't look out hullo chappie's ahead mark antony's challenging him they're making a ding-dong thing of it by george ballet girls creeping up so is tragedy queen what is that in the black and white hoops isn't it bar one it is bar one ballet girl is coming on by god she is hark at the people shouting our five to one chance looks rosy mr major she's collared chappie tragedy queen is sticking to her it strikes me it's going to be a race between the pair of them bar one's third isn't ballet girl just flying bravo why there must be two lengths between her and tragedy queen hark at the people i say mr major the devil must be in that friend of yours ballet girls half a dozen lengths in front she's having a lark with them she's why what is that she's down down my god why don't white pick her up there's something wrong tragedy queen's past her so's bar one bar one's gaining bar one's in front mr wilmot must have forgotten the presence of ladies and in that hot moment it is not impossible that his forgetfulness was overlooked bar one's won he turned on mr major bar one has won there was a hubbub of many voices a wild rush of people on to the course where ballet girl lay motionless her last race was run the flush had faded from mr major's cheeks the light from his eyes i have lost 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 it all he turned to miss davidson you you won't let it make any difference make any difference i did it all for you i i did not like to come to you with empty hands mr major what do you mean although i loved you so i did not like to think that you were rich and i was poor if i had won i should have given it all to you it would have been for you that it was won the lady turned away it almost seemed that this remarkable young gentleman was making a declaration of affection in public on the roof of a drag right before the eyes the ears of a number of amazed and bewildered strangers you you won't let it make any difference because because i have lost the lady favoured him with a front view her cheeks were a flaming red but in spite of it she was the more self-possessed of the two i think mr major that excitement has turned your brain it is rather a singular place in which to volunteer such a statement but i don't know if you are aware that i am engaged to be married to mr philip cumberland engaged to mr cumberland it was piteous to see the young man's face but he's in oban i don't know how you know he is in oban nor do i see why his being in oban should make any difference to the fact of our engagement but 
why did you buy my picture my good sir i have never bought any picture of yours gill said it was you you seem to be favoured with some curious friends i have not the honour of mr gill's acquaintance had i purchased your picture i do not see how the purchase would have warranted your peculiar behaviour as a matter of fact i have done nothing of the kind mr wilmot slipped his arm through mr major's come my friend i think you and i had better take a stroll together you seem to have led us in for a very nice thing end of section eleven